Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and in today's study of Isaiah 22, 15 through 25, we are going to look at Shebna. So today's readings are going to come from the ESV, and the central idea of today's um, episode is that God calls his children to obey Philippians 2, 3, which says to do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. So, we're going to look at two things today. First, putting off selfish priorities, and second, putting on humility. So, let's look at putting off selfish priorities. According to a 15 report from Pew Research, only 43% of evangelical Protestants simply show up to Sunday school, Sunday service, and our members at their church. That is pretty sad. All you got to do is come. Um, This isn't like 43% of evangelicals are healthy Christians. No, all you got to do is be there. You don't even have to be a believer. This this statistic literally is looking at, are you there most Sundays? Um, And Shebna is like this statistic. He only cared for himself and his honor. Um, he is like the 57% that claimed to be, um, claimed to follow God, but just neglected pressing matters. Um, he neglected, Shebna neglected pressing matters of Israel for his selfish goals. He wanted a fancy tomb. Um, he wanted to be remembered like, he wanted to be like the Egyptian pharaohs who had the huge tombs, so cool and fancy. Um, And we see a lot of Christians today who are too busy seeking after their own things to invest in the local body of a church. So instead of Shebna putting off selfish priorities, we see God cut Shebna off. And so that is a really, it's a shaking passage that we see here. Um, Shebna would have been in charge of a lot. Um, He was called a steward. Um, and some scholars believe that that would have been equivalent to a prime minister role um, in Israel. Um, and so we see that God really tore him down. And why did he do that? Because Shebna only cared for himself. So let's go back to that statistic. If only 43% of evangelical Protestants go to church pretty much every Sunday, then how many actually serve? That's something we need to ask. And more importantly, we need to ask ourselves, how much are we serving? There's a saying that um, 10% of Christians in a church do 90% of the work. Um, And that that is not how it should be. Um, The late president, John F. Kennedy, famously said, ask not what what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country. And that really applies to the church. So often we come to church saying, What you got today, pastor? How are you going to entertain me? How are you going to help me? No, we need to be asking, How can you equip me to serve? Your pastor isn't there so that you can live a happy life um, just being you. No, he's there to equip you to equip you to find joy in Christ and then share that joy. 
He doesn't want you to just feel good about yourself. Hopefully, if he does, then you might want to look for a new church. But rather, he is there to show you truth and to give you truth so that you can build on that. That is why I do this podcast. It's not so that you can feel good. It's not that you can feel good about having a lot of Bible knowledge. It's that you can be equipped to serve. Paul called the church a body with many different parts, but with all serving a function. Your body doesn't have parts that don't do anything. Um, if there were, then God wouldn't have put that there. And we are, so some parts of the body, they're not the most appealing. However, they are very important. Paul talked about how some parts of the body were more honorable than others, but they're all necessary. And that's the case with the church. Some parts don't get a lot of honor. Like, not many people are going to know if you serve on the soup kitchen or um, clean up after the church service. However, that's still very important. That is a vital part of the church ministry to keep the church running. And there are many ways we can serve. The church service does not stop with church staff. We need to be acting. And it's not just serving in the church, in the church body, it's, or excuse me, in the church building. It's serving outside, evangelizing, sharing the gospel, making disciples of all nations. The church is not, their church's duties aren't confined inside a building. We are to live like Christ did. And on that note, let's look at putting on humility. This is our second point that we want to focus on today. Now let's look at Eliakim. So Eliakim in this passage, Isaiah 22, 15 through 25, is the second person we see. He is called God's servant in verse 20. So while because of the low condition of Israel, Eliakim would eventually fall, God doesn't view Eliakim with contempt like he did Shebna. Rather, he views him with honor. So going back to our central idea that we are to put the needs of others by counting them more significant than ourselves. This is what Eliakim did. He was a servant. Leaders are to lead with service. Look at Jesus. The main portion of the Bible talks about him serving. We look at the Gospels. The Gospels are simply Jesus obeying. In Hebrews, we see how Christ is glorified. Hebrews and Revelation. But so much of the Gospel and so much of the New Testament is devoted to just looking at how Christ served. That is leadership because he led with service. Leaders show people where to go. And that is what Christ did. He showed them to go on their knees, serving people, washing people's feet. That is the kind of people that God wants. He wants people that will serve, that don't look to have all the glory. He wants people who give God all the glory. So think about it. Um, if Paul reminded the believers of Jesus' example in Philippians 2, how Jesus emptied himself. And if anyone should have demanded a glorious temple be built for himself, it was Jesus. I mean, think about it. Jesus came to earth to die. The only person who didn't deserve to die, 
I mean, if anyone should have demanded a cool tomb, it's Jesus, okay? Um, if, like, if a lot of us were Jesus, we would have been, like, on that tomb, right, I am innocent, I did this for you. And, I mean, Jesus would have been justified in doing that. He's God, after all. But he didn't. Jesus did not do that. Jesus isn't like Shebna. He was too busy doing his father's will and serving others to care for giving himself honor. He left that responsibility to God. We can and must live lives like Jesus and like Eliakim, putting the needs of others first. That's what we have to be doing. Frankly, we must make this so routine that we think of others first, not just act for them first, and that takes a lot of time. We are so quick to put ourselves first in our thoughts, and we may even act um, selflessly, but it's so easy for us. I know in my life, it's so easy for me to just think about myself. Um, think, oh, like take masks, for example. Oh my goodness, put a mask on. Oh my goodness, why? I mean, I'll do it, but like I think, oh, I don't like this. Why? When will this be over? However, we need to be so in the habit of serving that it's just, oh, other people want me to do this? I'll do it. That is what our attitudes must be. And that takes time. It's not easy. Like, I can tell you from experience, putting the needs of others first ain't easy. And I still struggle to do it. So to summarize, we must learn from Shebna's example and put off selfish interests. Second, we must follow Eliakim and Christ's example and put the interests of others first. And finally, we must follow Philippians 2.3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.